podcast. Yes. Yes. Alive <laughs> and well. What's up, people? Welcome to Creative Theory Podcast, show that brings you conversations with visual artists about what their day to day is like, how they got to where they got, their goals, their thoughts on what's happening in the art world, and a lot, a lot more. Um, the show is meant to be as much of a learning resource on how to navigate your life as an artist, but also just a place for fun and thought provoking conversations. Uh, coming at you from Vancouver, BC on uh, Save on Radio. I got a really special guest in the studio today. He's a concept artist, designer, super smart guy, um, Jose Arias. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Thanks for... Uh, I'm doing good. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, that's a very cool intro. <laughs> you honor <laughs> me. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much. <laughs> cheers. Uh, uh, I've, uh, I should have mentioned that you're also a really hardworking guy. Your uh, studies uh, that you've been posting on Instagram are looking really cool and the fact Thank that you're you. posting so often oh yeah i, I you know I, I uh i i love doing studies i think they're so uh important to to get better uh, uh, uh but tool. <laughs> I, yeah and i and i enjoy them i enjoy doing studies a lot so uh whenever i have time which is usually like uh, uh during lunch <laughs> i just do a 30 minute uh quick study in instagram and uh well but yeah, it, it is fun. inspiring just finding that time to practice right yeah yeah it's very liberating you know, like to uh, just have that little space for yourself and just practice. But I find practice, I don't know why, I find it so relaxing. Mm -hmm. Some people might not, but I, I, I do. Do you do? When, you, when you're doing studies, do I you? I want to and I should do more, yeah. right? Like, uh, but the fact also that it's uh, speed paintings, do you find value in that? The fact that they're quick studies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. time limit is, I mean, putting limits to your what you're doing to your art sometimes enhances creativity. Mm -hmm. So if you have, okay, 30 minutes, what can I do in 30 minutes? I don't want to waste them. So, okay, let's let's see if I can uh, render this view or this uh, painting in this amount of time. And then you get better. I mean, speed. Yeah, that's so true, especially when there's no limitations that are put on you in, during your free time. Yeah. It's got, you got to find something to, uh, is there, there uh, there's got to be a quote that I don't remember how like limitations create better art. There's got to yeah. be something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but 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 limitation. I think it's it's important. So that uh, that small amount of time that I have to make paintings, I think, I mean, it, it it's relaxing, but in a way, it, like okay, it motivates me to okay, let's let's see if we can uh, make this quick study of uh, mountains or whatever. And then I I, I find out that hey, yeah, I kind of can, you know. And is there a reason why you you go with uh, environments recently? I don't uh yeah actually I found this really cool group in uh Facebook um I think it's virtual plan air ah uh, yeah it's amazing and essentially I mean since I'm at the studio and I'm having lunch or, or working and I just have a one hour uh what I do is just you go to Google Maps and Google mm -hmm. Earth yeah. and you find a spot that you like and then you draw it you paint from it <laughs> Ideally, you don't color pick because you're using Photoshop. Sometimes you can't. That's a big one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You if you want to learn color, I mean, if you really want to force yourself to do it, you can't. You don't color pick. Sometimes I cheat, and that's <laughs> okay. And for it. people who don't work digitally, color picking, like I don't know, use Photoshop. You actually just like click on a color and then you get it, rather than seeing it and then trying to guess what the color is. The same way you would work with uh, if you're working with acrylics, yeah. you can't just like pick that color from the photo or life yeah and and for for the industry it's super useful because you're uh, you need that color if you're if you're working uh, uh, if you're creating a product mm -hmm. so you you need that tool that tool is super helpful but if you want to learn and you want to really do studies and you're working in photoshop don't color pick that's <laughs> you it will take longer but 
you will understand how color and light works Definitely. way better. It's a crutch. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, that's been doing those and it's yeah. it's it's been fun. What about uh, professional work? You're now working on movies. How's that been going? Yeah. So uh, last time we spoke, you asked me about um, yeah, that if I felt the difference between working in uh, animation in TV for TV and animation for film, mm -hmm. and I said, nah, I, I haven't felt it just yet. But then this week I did because we have way more time and we have to invest more and dedicate a bit more uh, for the for, for what we're we're painting mm -hmm. or building or designing so specifically the film I'm working on it, it, we are using very realistic textures so in, in a lot of films even if it's animation if you look at the texture work it's sometimes very realistic mm -hmm. it's an, in their own style but uh, you can see the pores in the skin and everything and yeah. it's all hand painted and I, I think that's amazing because that's totally, yeah, it requires a lot of like you know like uh, investment and, yeah, and time and so would you say that that is really the de defining uh, like defining difference I don't it's know how one to say of it, between the TV animation and mo uh, feature film animation yeah I think so I think it's one of the the, uh, the defining uh, differences between both that we have time um but i haven't i haven't worked for a long time in uh, in this film mm -hmm. so i i have i can't really say for experience like oh it's this and this and this that that uh differentiates both but yeah. for sure uh, and uh also film pays better that's, <laughs> that's also another that's defining right. yeah. feature well, she's one thing you learn as you get into this uh I, I guess any field but you know games animation one thing you find the bigger the budget the more you get paid yeah uh, yeah yeah so so film uh, generally has more much more uh, budget which is why right the timeline is longer you get to spend a lot more time on your yeah. piece of art it just looks yeah. more refined yeah exactly uh, yeah exactly refining stuff but it's uh, but then you mentioned putting um, uh, putting obstacles for yourself to create uh, better art and that's why I guess when you work in TV uh, when you only have uh, like a week to create something rather than a month sometimes those I wonder if those constraints make you make better uh, allow you to make better choices yeah I, I think uh if you're if if you're in the studio i think those constraints might be uh maybe not in time mm -hmm. unless you're behind <laughs> <laughs> uh but they they give you other constraints like for for example for the film that we're making uh those constraints for me appear in the form of the style of that film mm -hmm. uh, i think i believe so that my art director liked m my work and my portfolio because of my rendering style but mm -hmm. i i'm having a lot of trouble with with the style that they want to do, say, of the characters. Mm -hmm. And, well, essentially, I'm not a character designer. Uh, you do, but you do both. I, I, I try to, yeah, but I wouldn't call I, I wouldn't call myself a character designer compared to other people that mm -hmm. that can do really good characters, uh, like yourself. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, well, you know, <laughs> uh, Francine Thanks, Delgado man. is a really good friend mm -hmm. uh, yeah. of both of us. And, uh, Hello. <laughs> hi, friend. And uh, she's... she's a really really good character designer and I know that she well I've spoken with her about doing environments and she she I, d I don't think she enjoys doing the environments because it's it's something that she finds hard to do but uh, which is something that I should point out she is a very good artist even <laughs> yeah. when she does the environments but she doesn't enjoy them so mm -hmm. she doesn't call herself a, a I guess it's one of those things where designer. it's good to know but then in the future if you're specialized and you just don't enjoy one side of it you're just able to pick pick a a field that you just want to create in or just that one area and keep going in it right yeah yeah and uh but it also comes down to also uh, getting out of your bubble so mm -hmm. yeah sure you you might really love doing characters but it's always important to 
now and then try something something else that's awesome yeah I, I think standing out is really important. You you want to stand out. You want to develop your own style. Yeah. Um, and you can't do that if you just go work and then go home and watch TV. You have to work on your own thing. And it's really hard to do that, to to come back from uh, drawing eight hours a day and then just, you just want to do something else, perhaps, <laughs> you know, read or do whatever. But it's important that you develop your own style. I, I think you have no problem with that. Uh, I do. I think I do. But, but, but you already have... You know, you're already used to going back home and maybe painting a little bit and spending a little bit of time for yourself, for your art. I think that's vital for every art artist out there because if not, you will always paint the way that companies want you to paint. Yeah, it's like having your own personality. Yeah, not to forget. Yeah, that's true. Always struggle with finding time for that, but I do find it really important. Yeah, to do stuff for yourself and honestly, probably all of the artists that I've asked about this they often say that the most fun uh the most fun art that they create they can create whether it's you know they're digital artists or they're just fine artists or whatever realm but it's always personal work that yes. feels most fulfilling just to your soul at least at least to you and me you know I, th I think most people honestly and i would love to continue asking this question as people get on the show yeah i'd be interested to see someone that's like no i just like doing but I, I hate like doing my own stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe maybe that's true. Yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean, uh, every artist that I know uh, in person, uh, they have their own style and they always l feel very comfortable and very happy to, to do their own work. And I think that's something that you might forget. I, sometimes I forget that I do this because I love it. Mm -hmm. And that's why yeah. these studies began because I love like the paint, the brush stroke. I, I feel so good when I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and you enjoy it. And I don't worry if it, uh, it's not looking good. I don't care at that time. I just paint. And that's something that's so easy to forget when you're working for, you know, when you're doing this for a living. Very true. And I think this, this feeling you're describing is when you see people who are, I don't like the description, but you'll understand like hobby artist people who just actually do it without any pressures just to enjoy it yeah and like so you're trying to harness that feeling but you're in a situation where you have to perform and you have to do well so you get paid for it so the pressures sure. are on so you, it's like you're saying you kind of forget about the fact that hey it's still art you know making <laughs> yeah. cool stuff and yeah. but uh, one thing that's uh, curious to know is about you you keep your mind is very much in the commercial uh, animation realm when speaking about just art in general you know what i mean uh, right now like what we're, we're in this conversation yeah. i guess mean, as we're as we're cha chatting because that seems to be the context what about um how interested are you in the maybe gallery work you know oils acrylics that kind of side yeah i think this is something that i wanted to talk to you about uh, and i've been thinking about this week mm -hmm. um Man, it's a, it's a hardcore topic. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into <laughs> how do, hardcore how, topics. <laughs> how do we start? Okay. So I studied contemporary art. Good. In yeah. Simon Fraser University. Yes. And I hated it. <laughs> I hated it with all my guts. And while I was there, it wasn't a kind of hate that is like, I don't care about this. It was a kind of hate that's like, no, this has to change. I disagree with all these people are talking about. <laughs> I hate it because, because, I mean, they, they teach you the development and history of how contemporary, were, uh, you know, came to be. And I used to love my 19th century uh, history of art classes yeah, yeah, because yeah. those were awesome. And, and I believe that's one of the last periods in art where art had like a say in the daily lives of people in society. 
Um, what do you mean by that? Or so art, art would be a critique of of the world around mm. you, and it still is. You can I any contemporaries will tell me that's exactly what we're doing. But I feel that today, if you go into a gallery, a renowned gallery of contemporary art, there's a disconnect between what people um, know and interact and, and the social critique that the art wants to make. Because people sometimes don't... Un How many times have people gone into an art show, contemporary art show, <laughs> that look at a chair that is there and it's supposed to be an art piece and they're like, I don't understand this. Or there is... And I, I know that some people do uh, get something out of it, especially mm -hmm. if you study contemporary art. Yes. I can go into an art gallery of contemporary art and oh, okay maybe the artist wanted to say this or maybe he didn't want to say anything at all or whatever but I I, I had a lot of problems and a lot of and got into a lot of trouble with my professors and teachers because I would find that some pieces were ridiculous and that I we totally were learning see that especially you know? where you ended up you know the fact the kind of art that you do just shows me I can't believe the fact that you even ended up in the contemporary art school oh man <laughs> how did that happen uh, my, my parents wanted me to study uh, to get a degree it's okay. not not just like a diploma and whatever just get a degree a proper university degree and I thought and when I went into the, to the university mm -hmm. on my first year I I believe I, I didn't have a a lot of good orientation so I I figured okay this is the only way to go forward and this is <laughs> no. yeah and and I and I I personally dislike a lot of contemporary art and I have countless essays from my school uh, years where I just bash like crazy <laughs> and I have my sources and I would say for example muralists yeah. and the muralist movement mm -hmm. in Mexico it was a big thing so when the muralist movement began the I, I can't remember his name but the person in charge of the government branch of culture in Mexico decided that he would bring a lot of muralist artists to paint in government buildings in Mexico. So he contacted Diego Rivera, was, who was studying oh, yeah, in the US, I think, mm -hmm. right at that moment, or, or in Europe. I'm not very sure about this. But anyways, he, he grabbed as many artists, poets, uh, writers, and musicians and brought them to Mexico City. And he said, okay, you muralist, you paint all these government buildings, but I want you to give them a historical context mm. and a cultural context and, and paint a scene from our, our history. So if you travel to Mexico City, you can find, you know, theaters, uh, government buildings, uh, palaces, museums that have these beautiful art pieces. And wherever you're walking uh, throughout the city, you see culture. It's, it's there. It's, it's connecting you with the painting. Yeah. I think that was a great move. And it was a way to tell history to the people who live there through a painting. I think that's amazing. In and comparison to? In comparison to a piece of wood lying on the ground. I, I know, you know, maybe I'm wrong. And <laughs> you guys can bash me all you want. I don't care. Okay. All, the, all the people who love contemporary art are just yelling at us yeah. right now. What the hell's wrong with Dude, this guy? Dude, you don't get it. You're just not <laughs> yeah. cultured, man. Yeah, yeah. It's probably that. But, uh, but yeah, actually, no, go ahead. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I mean. Like, you know, like there used to be a time where... There was, I mean, and you can still go and enjoy that piece of work and you can feel in touch with the history of, of that place and the culture of that place. And, mm -hmm. and I feel that nowadays there's a lot of disconnect between the contemporary artists who are in their little world and in their little bubble. And there's no connection between the people that can go into a, an art gallery and try and 
you know relate to the piece in your opinion when you see a piece and it doesn't explain right away what it is about unless you read it like a paragraph about it does it mean it failed Whew, that is a very because before i continue question. i'll say at least in the commercial art side whether you're an illustrator you know you're doing publication work whether you're creating for an animation game you name it if it doesn't read you failed and I, th this sure. is this is why i really like being in both worlds you know doing fine art but then doing this commercial side because at least there is rules there's rules are hey you can't draw well it's not then it's not working if this doesn't tell the story that it's supposed to then it's not working and i i do like it because then there's something to strive on and towards and then for example like you're saying okay you walk into a gallery there's a piece of wood laying there and if you don't get it uh oh, people are gonna hate us but this is my opinion yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if, if you don't get it then uh, unless maybe you, you understand the context I, I definitely agree there's value in it and there's value once you understand the piece of role and that's why it seems like the the write-up and the ideas are an integral part of it rather than if you see a piece by um and uh, Lane Decker, or yeah. for example, um, American painter painted a bunch of uh, illustrations for magazines and newspapers. What's his name? Uh, like classic American. Uh, Rockwell, Norman Rockwell. Oh, yeah, you yeah. see Norman Rockwell piece, you get it. He's incredibly. He's he's incredible at storytelling. So when you see a piece like that, it's like, well, I get it right away, and it, it can be a complex story. And once again, on the other hand, we got the contemporary art man maybe but we're just not qualified <laughs> <laughs> but 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 i think we are you know like uh, i i understand that there's a very very big difference between commercial art and illustration work and the design that we do for tv and film and a very and, and fine art there is a huge gap but whatever you're doing if you want to if you want people to think about something or criticize something that of our society i think you have to at least at some level be able to communicate that through your work so okay for example in in a 19th century painting class we were taught how painters would use their technique their very realist technique to to tell you a story through their painting mm -hmm. um did he actually take that class yeah i think it was wow. called it was I'm very impressed. It, it was uh, my favorite class, I believe. It sounds and really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then we moved on to other, to more contemporary, mm -hmm. which was also interesting. Contemporary history of art, which was also really cool. But I, I was really like, what was, what is going on with the development of, like all these movements? Anyways, like the the artist, like Goya, for example, mm -hmm. or any 19th century painter, would, yes, be very. Um, skilled mm -hmm. and would have a lot of ways to depict uh, something oh man I'm losing my train of thought but but he would use that skill and that painting to criticize the situation of his country or the political environment that he they were talking about through their paintings you you can appreciate the the painting itself mm -hmm. the technique the the skill but you can still relate to the context of when they were painting. So that. you're saying it has both, I guess the context and the skill level. Yeah, and I think that's really important if you want to put your piece in a gallery and criticize modern world. Oh, well, but clearly we know nothing because what's being sold and what's leading the world is the contemporary art. And uh, this is a, actually also a really tough quali qualification because so much falls under that umbrella because there's yeah. some uh, really interesting pieces too. And yeah, I think people are probably hating us. But actually when I, <laughs> I, over the break, I went to 
traveled to Portugal and, and yeah. as you know, like what you're talking about, the Amana beautiful fine art from like yeah, 18th, 17th, 19th century that they have, it's it's so beautiful, incredible to see, and it's very overwhelming the amount of skill that you see there. Then I was surprised by an experience of going into a kind of modern art gallery after having been to let's say five, six uh, Renaissance medieval art galleries, yeah. and it was actually almost a breath of fresh air which uh, having that experience it kind of made sense or i understood a little bit more of a context why people even went into the contemporary or modern art or all of those like i guess neo movements that were happening and i appreciate it's cool to know how they happen and i think that probably makes more sense and yeah i imagine that's when you get it and maybe hate on it a little bit less of yeah of how those yeah. movements are created and a lot of them were just counter movements to the art that you're describing the visual representational and work okay for me for me skill is very important i think it's essential I, I i really disagree with the fact that contemporary art allows anyone to become an artist and anything can be art i think <laughs> if everything is art then nothing is you know it's yeah. it's you, you 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 can't do that I, I in my personal opinion i don't i disagree completely you have to have a certain degree of skill to to transmit and your your whatever your idea is now the contemporary art movement developed from the first world war mm -hmm. because for them for the, for the artists that post world war 1 were thinking and all the intellectuals were thinking how did all of our theories took us to a place where we killed so many yeah. of us yeah. and we suffered so much this this has to change all of our ideas and 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 theories and thoughts led us to this how how is this possible so there was a huge intellectual revolution in yeah. terms of literature art everything was communism there, yeah. was born <laughs> around that time i mean yeah. uh sure before uh marx and en angels were developing his mm -hmm. theory but but it really takes off uh in russia and china post world war one or during world war one mm -hmm. actually um when russia leaves leaves uh the war because they were like, H how can our, our uh, enlightened ideas lead us to such yeah. carnage? So there was this whole transformation and these movements of uh, that they might have considered, oh, wow, this uh, really skillful art is taking us to this hellish way of killing each other. Um, we have to change this. We have to deconstruct mm -hmm. our entire society. Which is also a movement. Yes, <laughs> deconstructivism. Yeah. And, it, and it is born from uh, the the perils of uh, of think, that century. Do you think we don't get it because we didn't experience that? Cuz I mean I think I think that's that I point. think we don't get a lot of things because we haven't experienced or we or we have been forgetting um the lessons that last century mm -hmm. taught us in but also many sense. I don't know. If know? I wonder if people back then didn't get it either. It's a you know it was a reactionary reactionary art created, but I don't know if people around them well not as much either but also don't you think art i don't know did art lead to war you know what i mean uh, well i know I there was that connection overall like that the whole society was just got to this point and something was wrong and so everyone was trying to do something completely different like you're saying in literature or art yeah for the intellectuals of that time that went on to fight in world war one and suffered and so how, how much carnage c we could cause mm -hmm. Uh, they were like, how how can our ideas be so enlightened and still we are enduring this, you know, 
horrible experience. <laughs> yeah. So so there was a trauma and a, and yes, a reaction from them, and they had no no no. Let's just scrap this because this is this is not working. Then of course yeah, you have World War Two <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, the Korean War and, and yeah. countless horrors from from last century. But it was it was a reaction, and I feel that art should react to what is happening around the world. It it shouldn't just be its own thing. I don't think that you should enter a gallery and be completely isolated from the world and just be like this bubble, um, what's the word, quarantined yeah, yeah. from the world. Because if the, the, the idea is to speak to people and you're not succeeding in that way, then something is if off. If people right? are not getting it, if yeah. people are arriving at a, a place where the pieces are completely disconnected from what's going on in their lives, I think, yes, you have failed as an artist if your purpose was to use your art as a reflection of the world, which is, you know, that's the idea. That's yeah. kind of what art is. Fine art. Cause yeah, <laughs> we can get into <laughs> what know, we're making. Yeah. Uh, how I does mean, that relate? At least yeah. for me. Yeah. No, you know? th- I'm, I'm totally with you. I completely, uh, completely on your side. And yeah, th- this is a interesting conversation that has no end and yeah. only opinions, but I really, I really do agree with you on that. Let's get back to you. Once again, <laughs> that was a pretty deep dive. That was yeah, cool. That Everyone's, was we're all getting deep. educated. Um, <laughs> so, you're saying pressure from your parents, contemporary yeah. art, and you stuck through it. But it's interesting that you picked, you know, the pressure from your parents to get a degree. You picked like a middle point, art, but kind of <laughs> don't <Well>, get. <laughs> but I mean, I, I yes, I did struggle a lot intellectually. I, I, it was very hard for me to agree or to more like disagree with all my pros and all the <laughs> students that were super into it, and I know that they were enjoying it, and I know that they were diving into the topics and doing their pieces and their art i was i was struggling so much through it but in a way that you know led me to who i am and to to do the things that i do right now so i I don't see it as a complete waste of my time (laughs) (laughs) no it it definitely wasn't you know it taught me so much of course and it's uh, something that we you and i talked about before is what school can often do to you is just teach you how to learn which is a really valuable skill yeah I, I, uh, i took uh anthropology course because of you know uh, SFU uh, asks you to balance your education in some way so you have to take classes to get credits and you have to take classes outside your um, department so I took a couple of anthropology courses and political science and I was like wow why didn't I study this this is so interesting but it also taught me to read and research and delve into topics that you know contemporary art sometimes might not get into Mm -hmm. So if I want to find out about um, the Neanderthal man, I <laughs> I can go now to a library and they taught me the skills to to learn from for myself, you know, and do it all by myself. That's I don't so need important. to have a teacher. And yeah, I think that's important. And you can do the same thing with visual art, any kind of skill, yeah, any medium, any topic. And I think, for example, here in Canada, it it's amazing the accessibility that you have to totally. information. You can go to a library subscribe and you you can rent out uh equipment uh videos uh movies music audiobooks yep. instruments yep. even if you want to learn how to play the clarinet they'll they'll do their best to there's do that. no excuse there's yeah no more excuses and that's my point you know yeah. you there's no excuse to be uncultured here yeah because you have all that access lucky. Yeah. yes where other countries you know don't have that mm-hmm. um, and actually you bring me to a pretty good point that's something i want to touch on but before i get into that actually uh, Jose and I did a recorded another 
chat and uh, conversation we had. I think it's probably 40 minutes. So if you want to hear some bonus material, I, I would <laughs> say it's probably going to be, there's probably going to be a link yeah. under this episode you can check out. And one thing that Jose and I talked about in that one is how art is an act of selfishness. And I thought it was a fascinating concept, which yeah. which then like the, the act of creating it is it's very personal although i can see how you can think or you can create it for someone else but in in the end you're yeah feeding your soul you could say there's the purpose is to be better which orients on you but then again most people if you look at it that way most people are quite selfish most of most of the time you know what i mean unless your job is you know, a social worker if you're helping people directly yeah. but as an like as an artist it's a it's you're you're not stuck but you, your trajectory although you're creating something for other people you're yeah you're like focusing on yourself so i guess what, so what i wanted to ask is have you thought of how your art can give back to yeah, people or how to make it so it's not just for yourself because it's it is like you mentioned before it's a selfish pursuit to become a better artist yeah and and I think it's a healthy, selfish pursuit. <laughs> but I, I do like that concept a lot too, because in, in the end, you, I mean, you do it out of your own volition. And we really got into it because of our healthy selfishness and, and interest of, <laughs> of liking art, you know? And that's why I kind of feel a bit guilty of saying, ah, what the hell is wrong with contemporary art? Because who am I to tell those people what is and what isn't art, you know? That's right. th that's we know the nothing. Other yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and who am I really? Who am I to tell them? that what they're doing isn't art and that's a big question in 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 that uh area of study it's a very frustrating one too yeah yeah because you you really can't i mean if those guys want to just yeah, put dirt on chairs or do whatever <laughs> they, they, yeah i i don't like it you and i disagree go do that before I someone steals your <laughs> idea <laughs> yeah, i think it's probably been done i'm probably. pretty sure <laughs> dirt on the chair but but yeah i think the act of creating something is very private it's a very personal thing i mean when in fact that that's why i think i'm an illustrator and a designer instead of an animator because i like that space and just doing my own thing in my own bubble mm -hmm. i'm complaining that people are in their own bubbles but you know <laughs> but then uh going back to the question do you often think about how you can somehow give back or have your art create value for the society rather than just yourself yeah, that's uh, yes, I have, and I I don't know, I don't know how. <laughs> I think I think first I have to be skilled enough to be able to yeah. communicate my ideas properly, like those nineteenth-century painters, you know. <laughs> they they knew how to yeah. they, they knew how to tell but, a story. Yeah. But then there's a difference between uh, you know, social art. You know, you know what I mean. Uh, there's there's a lot of artists that are very engaged into social movements and criticizing whatever the government the society oh, you like know when it's doing commentary yeah yeah a, a social commentary but uh, in a way art can be a social commentary or a cultural commentary and sometimes it can just be a reflection of yourself and mm -hmm. in a way that's that's really cool because then other people learn about other other artists and other people by looking at their work but i wonder if there's other ways we can think about it for example we work at companies that do charity work and you can get involved in that uh, yeah one thing i've noticed especially doing uh like physical paintings oils and in the fine art realm there uh, there's often uh, charity auctions or art yeah. auctions that where the proceeds go to some sort of charities or you know local hospitals so 
there's these other ways to somehow contribute to the society so maybe it's just like finding those ways but but i do try to think about it quite a bit because you and i joke well i think we joked about that how you know when we work nobody dies but also when we work <laughs> we're not building houses for people so finding ways to g- can give, give back, back to the to society is yeah. has to be maybe an abstract way yeah i i think for me one of the a great a really great artist is someone who is skilled who knows is who is educated and cultured mm-hmm. but who can also have an Im- a direct impact into society and how we live our lives through his work i think that's really difficult you know how does your painting make other people think how does how does your sculpture or or your poetry make other people feel differently and Mm -hmm. change the way that they go on about their lives that's that's really hard to do you know i don't know how my i don't think my work does that at all i don't think i'm even close but it would be cool to reach that point someday that 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 your work changes how people view the world because it, in a way that is the obje- an objective right you're creating to show someone how you see something or what your yeah thoughts yeah, are. yeah. I, and i mean it's your interpretation of the world in the end it's it's how how you see the world and then you process it in your brain and then you paint it or you draw it or you write about it you know and i imagine it's even harder today when there the art is so accessible and there's so mu- much of it so to have that clear voice that is also carries weight and can actually like you're saying change someone's mind or idea of something that's even more challenging it is it is because there's so much out there right now and it's so easy to access i mean and you were telling me about this when uh we were looking at your instagram account Mm -hmm. you were saying man i follow so many artists (laughs) and sometimes it becomes a struggle to to keep up you know and and i find it the same too like oh man there's all this art and i don't have enough time to look at my instagram and it's just (laughs) uh app that shows you images but i don't know like uh a hundred years ago or 200 years ago we didn't have that much communication Mm -hmm. so there was a bit more time to think about you know life was a bit slower Mm -hmm. so we didn't have all this accessibility and all these images pouring through our phones that we look at all day long (laughs) and i remember reading about how going to a gallery or having a a gallery event was such a huge deal it was like going to see these days like a big marvel movie or something like that the when it was an art show it was a huge deal because they're not as often there's no internet to look at paintings so yeah so to see art was a it was a huge deal rather, rather than now you know there's so many art shows happening and how many people even know or care. yeah and you can you can just stay at home and learn about art <laughs> through <laughs> a screen. Once again, which through is, Instagram. Hey, what's up, everyone? Yeah, which... So many good paintings. In a way, is really cool because you can just access everyone and every almost everything mm-hmm. with just the click of a button. But in another sense, it's scary because it can just lead to people just staying at home all day. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a bit sad if you don't go to art shows <laughs> and you just... Like okay, for example, I downloaded this app called um, I think Google Culture or something like that, and you can wow. visit galleries through your phone. Like if I can go visit uh, El Prado Museum in wow. Spain, in Madrid, yeah. through the through the app. I gotta do that actually. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really. I thought, man, this is really cool. Like if I if I was if I was a paraplegic and I could not mm. move and travel and do so many things that I can't do right now that would be amazing because that gives me access to the whole world totally and the intention is so 
pure and so good. It's just like you're saying, there's this flip side where you may just stay home now and not yeah, that's go. that's a risk, you know. But I, for example, I, I was reading a review of uh, audiobooks mm -hmm. uh, a while ago, and uh, I, this review was, uh, um, I think, a Vietnam vet who was saying that he 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 couldn't read very well because his eyesight was. He's, he was almost blind, but he was saying that audiobooks were wonderful because he could now listen to so many books that he he had missed throughout his life. Mm. Uh, that that it was one this accessibility gave him so yeah. much stuff to read about and know about. Yeah, because of audiobooks and podcasts are, are oh, the same. Totally you know, that's we'll so, so amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know that the exchange of ideas is now easier than ever yeah. because you can just. L go into your podcasts app and just search about any Anything. topic that Once you again, want. Yeah. There's so much value in that. Yeah. And I guess if you're th if you're the kind of person who is gonna see, uh, you go to that app and see a gallery uh, on like on your phone or something like that. I imagine most likely you're probably gonna always see it in person, especially yeah, yeah. for us as artists. I don't know about people who don't do art, but for us seeing that sergeant painting up close and seeing the yes. juicy brush strokes, you. It, the the photo on your phone or on a computer never does it so yeah exactly I, I agree completely with it with you especially because for example you're someone who loves to travel a lot and and uh, I try to yeah <laughs> yeah I mean and it, <laughs> not everyone can just travel as 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 much as they could uh, and it's it's hard it takes money it takes it's time effort sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah but but I think it's worthwhile because you experience the world in so many different ways and for opening your mind and seeing how other people live it's so valuable yeah, it's vital i think and if you want to be a well-rounded person mm -hmm. in terms of culture it's it's important to travel and even more important as an artist to have some yeah just have more perspective yeah 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 definitely like w we enjoy taking our sketchbook with us mm -hmm. and paint whenever we're we're traveling i mean it's hard because you're it's doing something <laughs> else and maybe hard. you're on a yeah. holiday or enjoying the sun yeah. or whatever especially if you're from Vancouver <laughs> it's not very sunny here but but you know it's it, it's almost hard to not take your sketchbook with you and try to you know draw whatever you're looking at it's uh, it's it's comforting to change mm -hmm. views from for for a while and sometimes it's not but it's also good sometimes it's not comforting to you know visit a certain place where it, it's not as easy but the experience yeah. itself is great yeah, yeah or exactly. in the end it, it it will be no matter what once again like experience we touched on that as well but yeah experiencing things that are not as pleasant are is also a good experience yes yeah and it's it's interesting and <laughs> it's, i guess it's not surprising but a lot of artists <laughs> try to paint from their dark side and not so happy experience so <laughs> it could be a driver as well yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so um yeah i guess uh, man I, I, li I like these deep dives it's good yeah man these yeah. types what's your uh i guess we keep going uh do you have a long-term plan as far as i don't want to call it career because it's art is a lifestyle <laughs> for us at least yeah. like you're saying you go home you paint you go to work you paint but do you have a long-term plan or w where this is going to go i would like to you know we, we've talked about <laughs> living the dream as an artist it's just which is what paint whatever <laughs> you want and get paid for it you know yeah. and and it's literally whatever you want no one tells you what to paint that that's that that'd <sighs> be dream. awesome but you know what what i've always liked to do i i, I enjoy books a lot and reading and having a space smart. to read <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but i but i do I, I i think that uh for example almost all my uh christmas presents were books to other people because i enjoy sharing uh, literature mm -hmm. so one of the things that i would always 
love to 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 do eventually is to have my own space where i can paint and have a little like coffee shop where people can go in and have books oh, for wow. people that would okay. be awesome you know and and you have artists to paint there while you're reading and having your coffee that that would be amazing and it's like a little like space for culture but it would be for everyone else to join in as well you're going to open it to the public or how are you going to do it hey, well if i had millions of dollars <laughs> people donate please <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but that's like actually the plan you would want to have the social space yes yeah. yes i would love to i would love to have like a like an area where you can invite an artist yeah. and he can create in his own like space and then have people watch him or her do his own thing uh, so intrusive yeah. everyone's gonna like <laughs> i know i know right but but I think, uh, okay, when I was a kid in Mexico, uh, living in Mexico City, I remember that uh, I was walking with my dad along the street and we passed the studio of an artist and there were a bunch of people just sitting there talking while he was painting uh, an oil painting. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, that, that's so cool. Like, wh why are all these people in his house? And he explained to me the concept of, you know, inviting people over and, you know, just have them in your studio or your house while you're painting and they watch you paint. I mean, you obviously have to be really good and really pretty and, and really famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but I, that idea stuck to me, you know, it's like, oh, man, that would be so cool to have like a space where people can actually see the artist at work and they can pick up a book or listen to music or, or, or have a coffee. Well, you can see live art being painted like like going to a um, a coffee shop that has a jazz band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But imagine I that really with, like with painting. We you need know, that here in this city. Yeah. More live music. So cool. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, just arts in general. Was yeah. that, uh, I actually want to talk about that experience. Was that, do you remember, is that one of your earlier like exposures to art and wanting to do it? Like you're saying, seeing this in Mexico? That was one of them. Um, I used to also go to a place in Mexico City, which is called uh, Saturday's Bazaar in nice. Spanish. Cool. And it's it's in a historical part of of, uh, of the city, and every Saturday we would go there, and there's a lot of um, craft craftsmanship and paintings, and you would see so many different styles of these guys. Just and you you could see the people painting. That's cool. As a kid, I was like, wow, that's that's so. I want to <laughs> do this. I want to be here <laughs> painting. And my parents were like, no, no. If you want to be an artist, you know, you gotta strive for more. Go to a gallery and be exposed <laughs> there. Don't be at a bazaar. You know? Is that what they told you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but look. The, you know the culture is so accessible to people because you mm. can talk to the artists you can you, and we bought a bunch of paintings nice. from from that place you can talk to them you can ask them about their style how did they do it and it was all sort of styles and you can still go like if we ever go to mexico That's i'm gonna so take cool. you there it's man. still that yeah it's, it's still wow. there it, every saturday they set up shop and a lot of uh, restaurants open up in the morning so you can go walking through all these streets and it's one of like thousands of places where you can go and uh, look at uh artisans and, and wow would you say artists. art is uh, especially visual art is a lot more supported in mexico than it is here in vancouver oh definitely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think and I, I i miss that so much I, and i'm not saying because there's not a lot of artists here i mean just before we started you were mentioning that w one of the problems that you won't have with this podcast is finding people to talk totally. to because there is so a many lot good of people. artists here there, there's yeah. so many and a lot of musicians as well and I mean, I know that you're focusing only on fine art, but mm -hmm. you won't have a problem. The problem is that there's not a sp uh, particular space or there are not enough spaces for mm -hmm. for us, like the rest of the people, to access. Uh, you were talking about this. Uh, you told me about the, this group called... Um, uh, they set up shop... Uh, oh, you mentioned... Okay. It. Uh, what's it yeah. called? 
you know what where, where a lot of concept artists gather ah uh, yeah so a friend of ours pedro amado started or yeah. just recently started a um, a design a concept art what's club what's you could say it's called vault 100 yes so if you look it up i don't know if he's gonna like the fact i think he's gonna like the fact we're mentioning more people are gonna come but yeah well we i don't have enough spaces like you're saying for that or you, you notice galleries closing but overall yeah there's that feeling of where where do you go with it yeah actually one thing uh, and i i don't have a mindset that pe- like the city or owes me something i don't like feeling like that but it, oh on yeah, the other I hand it does feel like if i'm creating work and i want to display it somewhere it's it's a lot more of a challenge to find that while it's interesting what you're saying about Mexico City, how it seems a lot more accessible and people are always going to embrace it, I think. Oh, uh, like yeah, I know people in Vancouver as well love art, but for whatever reason, whether it's uh, price, uh, different drinking laws, and I know they play into that yeah. on like a outside like street life. and I think Also the weather. You the know, weather, you're right, rains a lot. So I guess a lot of it does take away from having spaces for art in whatever form it is whether it's live music in a little cafe or but you know what i think i think you're doing a great thing here i think you're <laughs> enriching those spaces so. because this is a virtual space this mm-hmm. this is a platform for other artists or uh, everyone really yeah. to get in contact with these people with more fine artists and i think that is enriching already the local culture well thanks that that is actually the goal it is is realizing how many incredible artists are here and for some reason they're not as well known even Even between themselves yeah even by the city or between themselves or they're they're not well known in the world while uh, i think i told you this story when i went to and maybe i shouldn't tell the story now i'm gonna be bashing when i went (laughs) (laughs) I'll, i'll try to be kind but when i went to new york and i went to the society of illustrators and they had art from uh i think from mocha event which is i think it's a comic book art event i think from last year and they had some of the like, better work displayed and i thought this is uh, as good or in fact there's some people in vancouver who are way better than this not to say that art w- wasn't great like it was awesome but i just see the amount of talent that is here that is not known while there's these centers in the world where sometimes you have to go to to get noticed or for whatever reason but man there's so many good artists so i really hope that uh, I, i'm doing I really hope that I can contribute it, even in the smallest way, but to bring oh, I think you like are. bringing good artists here, which there's plenty of to just chat, talk mm-hmm. art, but also, yeah, I don't know, s- promote and spread the word and whatever we can do. Yeah, uh, and I think I think this is a great way to do it because we we were talking about accessibility in art and and with all the media mm-hmm. that we have now, I think you are building a virtual space because we lack you know those those areas where we can interact with other artists and i think that's that's a really good way to do it this is amazing you <laughs> well, know thanks thanks and yeah, yeah i'm glad we're talking <laughs> we're about doing this, this yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and it's necessary i mean it, it enriches the culture of of everyone mm-hmm. if if you have places where people can see artists and and that's why I, my crazy idea of having like my own coffee shop where i can i love that idea I, I really i really hope you do it yeah you that can would do be it. awesome I know Vancouver has very expensive real estate, but <laughs> if not in Vancouver, you got to yeah. find a place and I'll visit. I'll come and paint. Oh, man. <laughs> it would be my honor. When so I'm rich, I'll set it up. <laughs> uh, you're going to be rich. So uh, let's uh, get back to the, the bazaar. So since then, and then you saw the art, and was that the, the, the passion was created for visual art? Or I get what I'm trying to ask is how you ended up to the point where you entered contemporary art school, or like how was the love for art created? Well, I... I my parents would always take me to 
to galleries and, and, and we, we we would go to these bazaar almost every Saturday and wow. I, whenever I go back to Mexico I just I go there That's a lot cool. you know because it, it just it became part of my day-to-day or That's week-to-week awesome. activities you know and it, you it's it's really hard to go to Mexico City and not interact with art mm-hmm. it's seriously there's so many museums I think I think it's the second city in the world with mu- as many museums with uh, the most museums wow. okay. in the city which I, I mean really really have to go that <laughs> sounds incredible <laughs> yeah yeah and and it's and it became part of my life so my parents would take me to these different galleries in the city mm-hmm. uh, we would also when we would travel to other uh, countries we would almost always go to an art gallery even if it was a contemporary art gallery and mm-hmm. we would talk about it we would be like ah man I don't like this piece and why we don't like this <laughs> and, th- and they kind of got me into it and I would always one of my favorite activities as a child was just sit down and draw while my parents would cook or do whatever that's really cool but you stuck with it right while well, a lot of people I think a lot of people uh, kids especially do uh, drawing and then for some reason some people maintain well at least yeah. where I guess that's where the passion comes in or interest or support in your case and I, th- I wonder how many people got into the art because like you're saying there's that mentor whether it's your parents or relatives who do show an interest or show yeah, you the, the world yeah, yeah. 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 Be- for example do you think uh, well you would still be going to those bazaars but if something else was shown to you that it could also be a passion because clearly you're very interested in like you're saying in uh, oh, reading history, history yeah. Yeah, yeah, politics. yeah I mean I, I think it's just you think it could have gone the other way you yeah, gone, yeah I could have if I hadn't studied contemporary art and I had <laughs> known that I would have loved anthropology or history I I would have started, studied that mm-hmm. and and but I don't regret it because now I can do it I and I go First home time, you can do both you yeah both. and I read because I'm really like seriously into history and I read this I take months to finish a book but it but I love it you know mm-hmm. and and I really do delve into it and 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 I do and, and and that's why I'm glad you know I I, I went through the art path for sure because I, I can still do all my other you know interests mm-hmm. at home I admire in you that very much that you do so much reading and no, just like learning you. it's very cool but are you and are you okay with the fact that it's become I guess you could call it a hobby rather than it's a full-time uh job work? you mean like the, the my s- tasting history, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad I mean I would never call myself a historian. Never. I mean, I don't have the preparation. In a year. <laughs> in a year. <laughs> Next time you come back on this show, I'm <laughs> historian, artist. Yeah. No. No. But, I mean, I, I I can't I can't imagine myself living, uh, like without listening to a podcast of history or reading a history book. And whenever I want to go back and read fiction, I'm like, no, I'm gonna read this other historical book, and then go read something else after I finish it but uh, yeah I, I always end up but that's my thing and I think Battle. I think that's important like I I, th- I think you should also have other interests other than Definitely. art yeah. and I, it, it comes back you know it, it enriches your your artwork like if, if you're into literature or poetry I think you should delve into it even if you're an artist and dedicate some time because mm-hmm. it will come back and enrich totally. what you do I'm actually surprised that you don't do a lot of historic paintings I've seen you painted some was it I don't know if it was Aztec or Mayan temple because oh, you're yeah, reading on that yeah, yeah yeah so like that popped up there but do you try to keep those separate no I, I don't know why I, I haven't why, yeah. I guess it's so is it hard work, is the work taking yeah. over the time so yeah yeah, yeah. I mean 
right now I'm in like this um, uh, speed painting period, mm -hmm. I guess you'd call it. You know, they're looking cool. They're, they're looking also impressionistic. They look like a little bit of their fine art flavor in there. I mean, I shouldn't use that. There's a physical oil medium reminiscence in your digital paintings. I, I and I love that. I that that's why I, I enjoy I enjoy them so much because I, if I could choose like my favorite art styles, I would probably go with. 19th century realism and impressionism because impression good you choice yeah <laughs> you know you feel the brush stroke and you yeah. feel the intention and and for me that's that's so so cool and that's why i really like your work because Thanks, you can feel that in whenever you're even whatever medium you choose in watercolor oil digital i can always see the gusto that you use <laughs> when you're <laughs> you know painting <laughs> You feel the brushstroke. You feel the intention, and I, I love that kind of work. Thanks, man. Whether I'm more technical, I appreciate technical drawings and mm -hmm. technical uh, uh, art, but m my personal favorite is that. Uh, it's a move brushstroke. Yeah, yeah you and know? I, I find it, in my, in my opinion, I find it that kind of art becoming a lot more important, especially with the with the invention of photography. Because now you can capture realism as realism, and of course, there's different, uh, there's subtle exaggeration you can do in real realistic painting. I, I feel like because there is photography exists, your image making uh, now it doesn't have to. But once again, my opinion, it should lean far farther away from photography and then turn into impressionism. But y you can create impressions of real life in different ways. It doesn't have to be that style. But the reason yeah. why I enjoy it, it is because you're trying to show something completely different that you're you you're seeing that you can exaggerate in your painting because then it yeah. becomes its own thing uh, at least the way i look at it recently that's my almost like rationale for it to try to actually consciously push away from realism to try to show something completely different because access to realism is easy I mean, it's all around you, you and yeah. everyone has a camera on their phone now that's true yeah Th and that's not to take away from beautiful photography but that's just kind of my thoughts on art creation yeah yeah, you, you and that's why it's important to stand out, to mm -hmm. develop your own style. Yes. Even if you love realism, like mm -hmm. me, you know, it's, I think it's important to have that touch of yourself into. And that's where your skill com comes from. So uh, I, there's so much value in doing realism at a certain point of your art journey. And that's why I, I really like the artists, even though they may have ended up in the abstract or even contemporary art world, the ones who have gone through the classical. Uh, training training yeah. possibly you know whether it's Picasso right or I mean there's a lot of examples where uh, to see the artist's journey and to have that background yeah it, it feels more legitimate and, and it, it's once again opinion but I really appreciate that that skill because to show light in a certain way or to exaggerate it and to make an impression of it you have to really understand what uh, how does it work yeah in like, real life yeah. Yeah, yeah well it's like uh, you know opera singers uh, when they reach, you know, their a uh, good skill level of mm -hmm. singing opera, they can just sing whatever they want. Any other uh, style of singing will be uh, easy ah, for them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if I think, yeah, it's it's important to develop those skills to the max mm -hmm. or to as as much as you can. Uh, not not necessarily in uh, realistic painting, but to know how to draw and to know how to paint so you can then paint and draw whatever you want because mm -hmm. you, you can break the rules or bend the rules however you want them yeah 
And so skill is important for sure. <laughs> I'm sighing because I feel like I need to go home and just do more studies. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> it never <Yeah>. ends. <laughs> you so. should bring your tablet next time and draw yeah, while you talk. No, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta respect the space. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, because your digital art even looks like it's, uh, like I was saying, has this uh, reminiscence of uh, traditional painting. Do you see yourself doing more traditional painting in the future? Yeah, I, I really want to. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think I have enough space at uh, my place. Mm -hmm. My apartment is kind of tiny. Welcome to Vancouver. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, I, I really want to get into oil painting, mm -hmm. and I, I think there's uh, a quality and a feel that oil painting has that you you can't you can't surpass it even with the most amazing oil painting brushes in photoshop or you can't <laughs> th there's no you know there it's never it's never going to be the same it's it's like people when 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 cameras first started appearing mm -hmm. and when f photography was invented everyone thought painting is done painting will never happen again and here Goodbye. we are you know, exactly yeah, yeah but but that's not true and we still have the most realistic photography like you were saying ever you yeah. you have and you have many photography styles but you, we still go to galleries or art shows to see people paint because that's not the the purpose of painting is not just depicting reality mm -hmm. exactly as it is yeah it's to i mean the artist depicts reality as they see it yeah and then and emotion and everything all the layers on top of that yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah you can't substitute and i guess painting. the value of painting is even higher especially like tangible physical paintings as, as everything else is going digital yeah i i really feel that I don't know if you experienced that. And we also talked about this a couple of months ago, uh, but in another context. And uh, we were, I was, I was suggesting the idea of, hey guys, what what would happen if, like, in five years, you know, concept artists and designers no longer exist because everything is going to be made in three D. Mm -hmm. Like, we will never, or companies <laughs> will never hire artists again. Yeah. And you and the other guys were like, nah, you're crazy, man. That's never <laughs> going to happen. And I'm like, yeah, I hope so, because <laughs> you know? I really hope that it that is scary. Yeah, it's probably. <sighs> I just yeah. don't want to learn Maya, man, or 3D programs. Yeah, I just love painting. AI is gonna take over our jobs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I think I think our jobs will be the very last to go before the robots yeah, <laughs> take I guess over. Programming you know? creativity—it's like uh, it, it must be similar to programming humor. I don't know if you read articles about how they're trying to teach AI to make jokes and it just doesn't oh, work. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a human thing, right? I think yeah. I think uh, creativity and art is—it's a very hard to probably hard to describe but I, I'm, I'm sure one day it's going to happen and we're all going to be yeah but i think it's the last bastion where humans have their probably, total yeah. control in, in in that discipline you know our i hope our jobs will be the very last to go <laughs> i hope you know <laughs> that's hard holding, holding the fort yeah until the robots come down and yeah. kill us all but but yeah i mean <laughs> it, it was like that uh, question between like a painting and photography mm -hmm. it was like that that similar question that i wanted to pose like hey one day it will be so easy to model something and ev anyone will be able to do it that artists will disappear and you guys are like no no way that's crazy and <laughs> well, I, hope I don't not. think so i yeah. mean there is now 3d printing of physical objects into the computer but Meaning, do like we could 3d print like we could scan you and then but luckily there's no like dinosaurs that exists or dragons so <laughs> it's not like you can scan a dragon and then put them in a computer so <laughs> at least there's still yeah you still have to create those you know what i mean artists still have to create them yeah yeah, and and for example, th th here's another question. Like, if if you, if we develop the 3D printing process to like something that can be done in the push of two buttons, literally, yeah. do you think sculpture will disappear? Like manual 
sculpture that takes time and, and an artist and making a a sculpture of whatever do you think that'll disappear i don't think so no and it still hasn't i think you can probably even add more value to it because you know that a machine didn't do it, it hopefully it, but are you know but even right now it's quite funny to see the the handmade uh, local sourced movement the fact yeah. that people now want to have the bag that was made by hands where well you would assume that once the factories came in although well maybe not true because there's a lot of slave labor and uh, <laughs> all the way that comes with it but maybe that's not a good example but let's see what would be like people prefer handmade objects even though they could be done for machines like the fact that there's a, even more appreciation now for handmade things because we're once again we're going either so uh, because you don't want the, yeah exactly yeah, you don't want the yeah. perfect yeah. the exactly clear-cut design or whatever yeah. i mean it depends on what you're we're getting, humans right? we're weird you're right yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's also like you know now we have i i have so many books on my ipad and i love to read from mm -hmm. my ipad because you can i can just change book Anything. in two seconds and it just weighs, n weighs nothing mm -hmm. but people still don't read from their iPads or even Kindle yeah it's a popular thing but most people it's that read yeah they prefer the physical book and it's it feels different it's it's, uh, it's it's not about just getting the information from the book it's the experience of sitting down and taking the time to mm -hmm. read or you know have a cup of coffee and I wonder if the new generation is going to be different though because I, I wonder I don't know if it's true but you you've had books since you're young and then it changed during your like it changed let's say beyond your i don't know maybe beyond your 20s i don't know if you had an ipad or, or an object that you could read on you know what i mean so your oh. nostalgia for a physical book is because you most of your life that was your experience i wonder if that's going to change well i i don't personally have anything against either books or ipads mm -hmm. but i i, I mean I, i read both uh, for me it's it's the pleasure of reading isn't getting the information up but i also find pleasure in sitting down with a book with a paper book i think that it's but it's like going um it's like going to a gallery and looking at uh, an exhibition on landscape paintings or environment pa paintings mm -hmm. yeah you sure you can just go to the mountains especially here in vancouver and just mm -hmm. look at the beautiful landscapes that we have yeah. but you still go to the gallery because you what well, you want to see the intention and you want to see the experience totally. of the painting mm -hmm. and i think it's the same with books and with sculpture and i mean you know what i mean that's very yeah totally i, I do and with books it's an abstract concept but it's still it's in that vein yeah yeah in the experience yeah. of of reading a paper book you keep running away from your questions but <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> i like how we start with point art no but i really wanted to know so you say you do want to do a traditional painting is that part of that dream because i was asking you like the long-term oh right plan. yeah uh would you would you abandon digital painting completely no 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 no, no, no. Oh, so it's still that's yeah still because be there. yeah i don't think i will i, I i'm too it's so it, it allows me to do so many things so quickly yeah and i i love digital painting but it, it's it's like the books on the ipad thing you know I, i i also love and appreciate oil painting and watercolor I, although i can't do watercolor like at all man i cannot uh, i'm sure you, i think it's so, gonna be easy so to pick difficult. it up for you you think i don't know it's just the water well, part <laughs> yeah sure I, uh, it's so well, hard you, to control you understand you know? painting but the control and the fact the idea of letting go of control is also tricky but yeah i i, I don't know I've, every time that i've tried my hand of watercolor it's just a miserable okay. failure and i don't show that to anyone just put them in the trash whatever <laughs> when are you gonna start posting those you gotta do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i gotta but but yeah i mean in the long term i would love to get back into the traditional mm -hmm. methods of painting for sure and i think it, it reinforces your skills it doesn't matter what medium you have if you know how to paint you know how to paint if you don't know how to paint then it doesn't matter how many cool brushes you have in photoshop you just 
<laughs> it's so true, but we keep hoping. <laughs> like, man, well, what if I get that pen? Yeah. <laughs> that uh, Kim Jong Ji, is that how you say his name? The oh, other, Feng Su? Or no, who? the other guy, the, the guy who just starts in one place and just starts drawing with like a marker. And he does giant drawings. Is it oh, Kim? Is it yeah. Kim? I'm not sure. If, I'm probably I, not I saying his name. I don't remember his name, right. name, but yeah. His last name is, I think it's like G-I-G. I don't know. Ooh, I can't. Sorry. I I'm really bad with names, but yeah, I I know who you're talking about. We will find out for you guys <laughs> because we have Hopefully no idea. One day. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we spoke a little bit about this before, but you're saying how personal work feels a lot more uh, satisfying to you, and it's hard to be satisfied with commercial work because it's never really what your vision is. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I for me, when I go back home. And I'm tired from painting eight hours a day, and I start painting, I relax. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's re- it's still hard to because you're looking at a screen most yeah. of the time. But but I find that I find freedom in that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to necessarily listen to my art director because yeah. uh, he or but she is not there. And yes, definitely, I, lo- I love painting my own things, and uh, every artist should have that time for themselves. Is that is that why it's not satisfying enough? Because it is for someone else. Why do you think it's? Uh, I guess it depends on the project, you know. But in a way, in a way, yeah, sure. It's it's because you're being told what to paint instead of having. I mean, someone from the outside of this industry might think, "Oh, you guys paint for or draw for a living. That mm-hmm. must be that's so creative." And you and I both know that it might not necessarily Sometimes be as creative. Yeah, yeah, it's just like no, do this. It's clear cut. It's just it, cookie cutter design sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Some, n- not true. every time, you know, thankfully. Luckily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, we do have a lot of leeway in certain projects to create as much as we want. and But sometimes you have to just stick with a bad design or a bad idea and you just have to soldier through it, you know? And, it, and, it's, and it's hard. It's, it just, you just want to go back home and do your yeah. own thing. There's so many, uh, there must be so many stories about that. Oh, I don't know right, if you right. go online and read about bad clients, especially I think in like graphic design, <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. Oh man, I know. <laughs> I've read about this. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and, and the graphic designers just, just you know they're just burning <laughs> inside. Like, no, that's not a, the right choice. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Because such a mis- for most people, it's such a mysterious f- field. I don't think people get it. And uh, I got I got to get a graphic designer in here just so we can chat about how frustrating it is to be yeah <laughs> yeah ask them about comic sense and to explain <laughs> that <laughs> because we know we're in yeah. the industry and we know what it does to uh, like okay. they, they drill it to you in yeah. school it doesn't matter what you like if you're going to art school they tell you it's a sin to use comic <laughs> sense but then people who are not into the industry or you know it. artists they're like but what's wrong with it it's just you know a typography <laughs> and we're all like no you're insane yeah yeah <laughs> everyone's going crazy yeah it's so funny Never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think concept artists and design, designers probably have it easier than graphic designers i would like uh, I, I really believe it. you think oh i, I can't wait so. to to listen to an episode where you so. have an, yeah. a graphic designer here yeah. and see what they think we're just going to spend the whole time talking about terrible clients <laughs> yeah <laughs> and comics i guess especially if you freelance too if you're just oh, picking yeah. a project here and there and sometimes you have to pick it up and yeah yeah because because you have to eat <laughs> yeah have you yeah. done it uh, a couple of times, but n- I haven't been a full freelancer, and I, I think it's hard. I think you have to be really skilled. Got to hustle, yeah, and to stand jobs. out because yeah. there's a lot of freelancers, and especially I think it's easier in some ways to be a freelancer now because you can freelance from Vancouver and work for a company or for a client in the UK or in wherever, anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. But then again, you are competing against 
absolutely everyone. everyone in the world because they can just pick whoever. It's very scary. You know? <laughs> Don't tell that to students. Right? <laughs> that fear yeah. coming out of school and you're like, oh, wait, now I have to compete with my teacher who is also freelancing? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, I mean, and you do because you're entering the yeah. market. So you have to uh, measure it's, up against those guys. art world, man. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> what do you even do? But, but it's also... Don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also really good because you can go and ask other artists and almost everyone will be like oh yeah I, you, you ask them hey how do you do this how you're so good or how that's why those guys that level up mm-hmm. we talked about this in this uh, uh, previous yeah, level up people look it up yeah YouTube I guess probably the best way to find it and they have their own website yeah. called Fusroda uh, like the that. Skyrim thing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah th- those guys are awesome every time that they bring a, an artist mm-hmm. Every artist I, I, I've watched in their YouTube channel answers questions with no problem. Like they, they, they might get questions like, hey, how, how do you render it this way? Or how do you create a sheen in a, or the specific type of style? And they will always answer. They will say, oh, I'll do this. They don't, they don't care about sharing that knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing of our community. That's, and I think that's very specific to our industry and to the arts because maybe in other industries, uh, the competitiveness is way more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Sure, we have to compete with those guys that are doing beautiful paintings, but you can always go ask them, hey, how do you do this? Hey, can you show me, you know, your, your secrets? Yeah, right. at, least they'll, <laughs> they, at least they'll tell you. I don't know if it's the same thing if you're a lawyer. You know? <laughs> like, if they're willing to share their secrets. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you do it. Oh, yeah. I wonder. Yeah. You know, in other industries, it might be way more aggressive and like yeah. cutthroat. You're right. Yeah, Love, that's another space for artists. And I think you don't have to be in the in- entertainment field to watch it to learn yeah that's the cool thing about the visual art in general is that you can draw from like, these different avenues yeah definitely. But yeah th- that w- that uh, channel is very good yeah and and, and, and they show artists that do their thing a very strict way mm-hmm. uh, we talked about Peter uh, Morbacher I think yeah. he's called and he does his things in a very very particular way he he i think he only uses the round brush which is insane nice. because nice. his rendering is perfect and i'm like Old oh cool yeah old school probably works with the mouse too yeah <laughs> <I know. laughs> like and some stuff. people do yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy but but then and you learn from his very strict ways and mm-hmm. his very disciplined ways and then you find artists that are not just paint whenever i want and whenever i feel like it and as m- if i just want to pay five minutes a day i just do it and they're really good but they just do what they want and there's like you would think that there's no discipline to it but they have their own way of creating Isn't art. Isn't that always frustrating though when artists are <laughs> like how do you do this? I just I just sit and I just start drawing what? Yeah. Do you use reference? No. <laughs> no. What? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's how do you do so it? So how do you do it? Well, I just sit down and start drawing. It's uh, did you have you ever looked up here's another name uh, Marco Djurjevic. I don't yes. know how to spell that. If you want to see his art at the, I think he's got a company called One More Vodka. I don't know his company, but I know of him. Yeah, but I remember watching some tutorials by him, and it's it's just him starting with an eye, draws the head, draws <laughs> the butt, and there's no... I mean, that is the process, but it's the most frustrating process, because you're not... It's really hard to learn. <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly, boom, art. Yeah, oh you yeah. know, <laughs> it's like an amazing yeah. piece of art. That's all those internet <laughs> memes. Start with a circle, then you got yourself a painting. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's it's. But, I mean, it's also hard to... Cl- because if someone... Uh, if someone who's just starting would ask you, hey, Ilya, h- how do you do this amazing painting in like an hour or like five minutes? How do you do it? It's like, I don't know. I just, you know, I just paint. <laughs> because it's so hard to tell them like it, that it's just practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you practice, you learn of your own mistakes and yeah, you listen to other artists. But if you want to get better, the only way to get better is to paint. And of to, course. I had a, I took a, uh, an online 
coarse ones and my prof would say to get to the good drawings and the good paintings yeah. you have to draw and paint all those bad drawings oh, that, that you have first, yeah. you know inside of you and once you're done once you, they're <laughs> out of your system then you can start doing the the good ones when when do you know yeah exactly <laughs> when you start getting <laughs> when, when you start change, yeah but you know every year if you check your portfolio and you say oh wow i improved hopefully yeah that's my fear yeah looking back and be like what i was better yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't think that level happened to you man uh, yeah. hopefully i don't stop that, that's what i was talking about earlier like changing directions that's so scary because you will look back and be like well now i'm doing something new and like it sucks yeah yeah and yeah. it just doesn't compared to the art in the past yeah yeah it's uh, that is also a fear of mine like being sh shoot <laughs> i was i was way better last year oh man i would just stop you know like yeah. <laughs> but you're uh, you're uh trying to explain to someone how you achieve a painting un unless you really think about it yeah it's very hard to explain yeah because first it's it's natural the way we paint obviously because you just sometimes you don't think you just yeah. do you, you you go with your gut feeling i try to have a structure so, I, I, w unlike, you know, the artist I was describing, we just starts in one spot. I think I, I, there's some sort of basics that I follow. Sure. But yeah. it often seems like, as artists have a lot more experience, they abandon those crutches. They're not crutches. They're ba base work just because they can start doing it. I don't know if you know Mike Matisse. Mike Matesi. No, I don't, I he, don't know. His, his has a live drawing book called Force. But he teaches you to start with a line of action, do anchors, show, like, the hip joints and weight. So he teaches your process, but when you watch him draw, he just doesn't do it at all. He just he just draws amazing, but I think it is because he's done so much of this yeah. that it, now he's, he doesn't have to follow he, even his own process because he's so far along on it. Yeah, and I think you sh we should learn from those guys that know how to explain how to do the process. Totally, because a lot of people can't. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they can do beautiful work. It's like... Uh, finding a professional that is an excellent biologist but he can't teach biology yeah. or or whatever subject he's an expert in and those people are very valuable i i found a book called uh the art of color and light you mm -hmm. probably know oh, it, the by the guy who yeah james gurney yes yeah and he did dinotopia and he explains it so well and then you're like oh yeah that's how light behaves yeah. when it's night it's, it's so obvious yeah. you know but he makes it sound so like duh how did you not <laughs> know this you know but then you're like Oh yeah, it's so hard to explain. Now, how do you explain yeah. how the moonlight behaves? Hell, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. paint how what I see. But that guy like explains to you like, this is how it works. Yeah. The, that's when you realize how important it is to have a person who is actually a really good teacher, apart yeah. from being a really good artist. And yeah, it's like you're saying, it's so valuable. Yeah, it's that book, and then Alla Prima by Richard Schmidt. Oh yeah, yeah, two yeah, Bibles. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> Framed Ink. Yes, yes. Framed ink, good. especially if you want to do comic books or... Well, not or even. It doesn't yeah, no, actually, no. Actually, so the books we're talking about, doesn't matter what kind of art you like. Just, For sure. Just get them. There, you're, yeah. There's so much uh, learning that applies to anything, wh whether it's uh, cinema, uh, cinematics or just yeah. paintings. Composition. And composition. Shapes. Yeah, that that guy for composition is like a master. It's like, wow, it's just like three shapes <laughs> and you're telling an entire story. It's amazing. And you yeah. learn so much because... They know how to explain that their own process, yeah. which is perfected. You know? And uh, one thing I, I keep hearing, and I think it will be curious, that when you teach, you get better by the fact that you're teaching, and then you have to explain it. Yeah. So that's why. Oh, like, yeah, do you that's think it. you would do it? Oh Especially yeah, I'd, I'd love to be a teacher. But I, to be a teacher, you have to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you're good. But that's uh, that's actually feels like a way of giving back. Yeah, that's oh, probably yeah. going to be a really you're good right. way. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think ah, we got it. We yeah. Got it. Now let's get really good.
and, and everyone <laughs> becomes teachers. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, well, we'll find out if we're good teachers or not. Maybe we can when explain it. Yeah, it's, it's start hard. with a stick, and then you have a robot. But it, it's also, I think it's also a skill that you need to develop if you want to be an art director. I mean, yeah. you you, nec you don't necessarily uh, want to teach while you're being an art director, but you have to know how to communicate uh, ideas and how to say, no, you don't have to render it or draw this way. You have to draw it this other way. And you give the example and then you tell your team like, hey, okay, do it. Yeah. Now I've told you how we want it to look, but you develop it and you do your own thing. It's such a mysterious skill. Because yeah. like having a good art director is so crucial, but yes, but it's so uh, hard. It's a to do. I don't. There's so much that goes into it that you don't even see. Yeah, uh, that's why I kind of give the. Would uh, you want to do it? Being an art director? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes, I would. And I and then this is something that a lot of people I think I've heard that want to do, um, and then when they're when they're doing it, when they become an art director, art directors, they. They regret it so much because they <laughs> they spend so much time in meetings and they're like, I thought I was yeah, going to be drawing yeah. a lot. And I think that's a, that's something that, that should be pointed out if you want to become an art director. I mean, I've never been. Yeah. I would love to. And I don't mind spending a lot of time in meetings or just doing revisions or marking in red what yeah. you want your artist to change because your role is no longer that of just a precise artist. It's one of like leading your team into a certain look. Shout out to Kevin for yeah, doing this really well. Our, yeah, our director he does. Atomic. Yeah, so good. And yeah. and and I I think he sometimes also feels a, uh, you know, the need to just want to do it yourself. Yeah. Especially you know when you're like, oh man, this guy's not getting it. Okay, but <laughs> I'm gonna do it because yeah. this is exactly the way. And I and I feel I I totally understand. And I I think that's a struggle that a lot of art directors. Oh, well, for sure. Have. And that's especially when you get into it as an artist. I mean, being a like a designer, someone who creates, and getting into the position at least from the kind of from the distance the art directors that I've met, it, it, it is, it does seem like a struggle. You, you, you have to understand or commit to the fact that now your responsibilities are so much bigger that the opportunity to create is yeah. not as large. Yeah. But having said that, I don't know if you've looked at Art of uh, Rabbit Disney movie, um, Zootopia. Yeah. The art director on that, the environment artist, he posted so much work. Like, I don't, I wonder if Disney just does it in some magical way, but that guy drew <laughs> so much and he's crazy good. Ma I, Matthias, I don't have the book. Matthias, I don't know what his name. I can send you the link. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have the oh. book, but I've seen his work. And and yeah, the book is pretty yeah. full of art. Like they yeah. did so much work for that. So um, I wonder if there's this happy medium. I wonder if some companies actually manage to allow their art director to create. Yeah, that's the condition. I feel like if one day I do end up doing that, and I think it would be interesting, I would love to maintain at, at least a little bit of time for actually mm -hmm. creating myself. I can't let that go. I don't think I can. No, no, I, I don't think I don't think I could either. I mean, and and I'm sure you, as an art director, have a little bit of space between meetings. And, <laughs> you, draw, and you do it on meetings. Right? Yeah, but but yeah. that's why it's so important to keep going back home and drawing. Yeah. Because you you just have, if you have to time. Do but then thing. if you don't, if you have kids, and then yeah, that's tough. Yeah, man, life gets in the way. It's crazy. Come on, life. <laughs> give, <laughs> give us, us more a break. break for yeah. Give us a break for art. <laughs> yeah, like a long, long break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you have. I think it's so necessary to do your own thing yeah and even if you have kids and <laughs> are an art director once again I, it's like yeah you gotta feed the soul I, uh, yeah. lately i've been using that but it really feels like it and i know it seems a little uh, but cheesy no but cheesy, yeah, yeah but, it, but, it, but it, i mean, actually feel so it true. it's so true yeah nah. yeah it's necessary all right man so i want to get into some recurring questions that i want to try to do every show cool and yeah i imagine it. i'll be probably switching them up but to me this is really just like me being curious about these yeah hopefully they're not just 
too big of questions with too many open ends, but uh, we may have touched on it a little bit, but do you see yourself ever, or can you see yourself not creating art? Is it possible? Can you be... Can like in the future, you mean? Or just in like, do you, are you, do you think you could be happy and not create? Oh, man, I don't, I, I don't know, because especially if you do it so much throughout the day and your week, mm-hmm. it defines who you are. I, I don't think... Yeah, like, for example, when my when my dad asks me, hey, do you have a plan for when you retire? Like, what are you, have you thought about this? You know, you have to What's save money. And, yeah, <laughs> I, I think, oh, sure, you know, you have to save for your retirement. But I don't think I'll ever stop painting. Yeah. And if I, if I ever stop working uh, in the industry, I, I, yeah, I'm just going to go back home and paint, you know. I love that. In my yeah. senior's home. Just <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. going to be the best, the best yeah like hopefully well, man. so many years of painting yeah hopefully you're right, impress yeah. all those grannies and, <laughs> and, by, <laughs> and by then they're gonna invent well they already have like uh artificial retinas so your eyesight even if it goes bad they can just replace it and then the paper procedure because that's yeah. to me that's yeah. kind of scary like oh, losing yeah. your eyesight oh man i haven't thought of that man future and then they'll replace our wrists if our wrists hurt and just like a robotic wrist. oh man <laughs> i'm so glad we're living in this time yeah <laughs> take an art pill yeah <laughs> no but for sure i don't think I mean, unless, yeah, they cut my hands and uh, make me them. blind. <laughs> sure, I, I don't think I'll ever what, stop what painting. Kinda, what kind of hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> um, would you? I would I stop? Oh, yeah. no, I, I just would be a sad person. I don't know. I, don't, I <laughs> yeah, can't I don't see it. Yeah, it would have to be some sort of... I would love, to, if not, music would be fun, but I really like visual art. I don't want. I almost don't want to consider this question. Yeah, scary. I know. I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's keep going to the next one. And I. this is actually... Well, um, because here, the question is, if there's no right way to make art and art being on a broad scale, just the fact that, you know, we talked about there's so many different art movements and types, mm-hmm. it feels like, you know, it's, it's not because it's the right direction. There's only whatever you prefer. So if there's no right way to make art, what criteria would you judge yourself by? And do you maintain any rules for yourself? Because, right, like, especially when you go home and paint, like you could do whatever you want. You yeah, that's draw true. Sticks. But like, how do you how do you judge yourself? <laughs> I think intellectually you have to be as cultured as possible if you want to be a well-rounded artist Mm -hmm. in in, and i'm talking really intellectually Mm -hmm. i think for me i have to read about as many topics as i can i'm interested in yeah like like we said anthropology and history but i if i can't get my hands on a really interesting psychology article i will even if it doesn't directly influence my art but it will influence my intellectual thought so and i think that's very important if you want to be the kind of artist that is an intellectual is that how you judge yourself then like in in in, in that sense yes but i also think that as as we said that i uh that skill is super important so when i go back home and i have no idea what to paint and i don't have a um yeah like a concise idea of a character and environment i just do studies because i know studies will help me improve my technique and my skills it's so really nice to have that criteria right i really yeah yeah that's and, what and, I was and there's always crutches yeah sorry yeah, yeah. but okay. yeah there's always crutches that you that you can pick up and that even if you ha- yeah sure art is very subjective okay yeah but if you want to draw a very particular way or if you want to improve drawing then you have to consider that you might have crutches or that mm-hmm. you might be doing something wrong or th- that there's another a better way to do ellipses or or, yeah. or whatever you know do you <laughs> do i i just i just bounce the questions to you the art criteria ah it's hard it, it, it is very it's tough cool. i think you yeah, just look at other people and compare which is 
not good because it hurts but you still but yeah but then yeah. you have a um, point of reference totally so yeah i guess like seeing where you want to go and try to go there yeah the, the problem is that if you want to go many directions which is yeah. me you just don't know where to go at all yeah <laughs> 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 we can get into that later <laughs> all right let's keep going we got two more um what did what advice would you give your a younger self around the time you were making like making up your mind to pursue an art career uh so if they don't know if what, they want to no, do no, it like what advice would you give yourself oh myself yeah <laughs> or what would you tell yourself like if uh, if i could travel in time and yeah. talk to myself like yeah. sure uh do art and study but <laughs> study history <laughs> that's what i tell myself but but you know what like if uh if you really want to get into art and 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 depends on what you want to do if you want to do contemporary art then sure go into a contemporary art school and read like crazy i think for contemporary artists especially they need to read more than they mm -hmm. do um but if you want to be a skilled artist like a and, and become a master eventually uh, there's there's not enough studies that you can make and yeah. studies from life and and get better at drawing and try different mediums and get out of your bubble and if, if you're really good painting environments then go paint a human figure mm -hmm. skeleton muscle all that and I'm telling this because I need to do this myself I was gonna say but when you did know? you learn that when so did I learn well, the fact that, that you know because you're doing it now so that's pretty cool that that I guess yeah the advice you'd give yourself is something that you're telling that yourself and, uh, already you know what I mean I think I learned that even uh, after school because okay since i went to a contemporary art school no one really trained me to be a painter or a drawer their yeah. drawer i don't know if that's the word uh but no one really trained me so they would tell me uh there was no one to tell me no st study from life uh grab a model go to figure drawing classes or, mm -hmm. or events which is something that i should really do i mean i i, I cheat i just do the <laughs> figure drawing thing on the internet and i it's and it's also good it's, i know it's not the best it, but yeah it's, but if you really want to you know you do figure drawing, drawing you have yeah. to you know always actually i think that's every artist will tell you if you ask them everyone will say they never do enough or that's something that but that's, that's the best such a consistent yeah it's yeah. really good attitude definitely because it makes you keep doing it yeah. yeah yeah and it's so important to never never be satisfied with your art i think that's i know it's masochistic but never be satisfied <laughs> because the the moment you are like yes i'm happy with this that's the moment you stop improving <laughs> and you don't want to stop give improving. people some happiness man okay for I an know, hour right? you can be happy <laughs> I, give yourself an hour yeah. feel very good and then go back to hating but it. do you know an <laughs> artist that is like looks at his own work and he's like man i love my art like I look at this stuff in my Instagram. Well, that's because feed. we're artists. We just hate ourselves. But th but that's th <laughs> <laughs> yes. But th that's I think that's good because it makes you improve. It totally forces you to be better. Okay, and the last and annoying question probably: <laughs> Why do you create art? Oh man, I I uh, I think we spoke about this already, Ilya. Come on, <laughs> no, man, no, I don't know, no, no, no. I <laughs> just missing with you, man. Did we? Uh, no, I mean. I mean, why do we do it? Because we, 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 exp I mean, oh, yeah, could you right, imagine yeah, yourself yeah. not like, yeah, if that's you, a, no, you're I, right. don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, how, cause, cause you have to, <laughs> but do you, I feel like it's become part of my personality. I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. it defines you. I, what, imagine, Im, I don't know. Imagine you, you, you can go back to every culture that has ever existed and they all have some sort of visual expression. Mm -hmm every tribe in uh, human history has had their own way to express themselves visually mm -hmm. or sculpturally or whatever you, you find that in every single culture we can't you can't be a human and not 
be an artist. Even though <laughs> human beings yeah. are by nature engineers and solve problems mm -hmm. and engineer tools to make their lives better, we still have that aspect of art, of expression, you know? Yeah, maybe it's not of an artist, but like a being a creative person, because like it's a creativity that you can find in many aspects of yeah, and even human. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I think it's it's part of the human nature. But also, even if you're not an artist yourself, there's sometimes where you look at a picture and you enjoy the, enjoy the just the picture, the mm -hmm. aesthetics, yeah. or look at a painting or a sculpture, you know. And it, even if you're not an artist, I think everyone has the ability to appreciate art. Ma maybe I'm wrong. So maybe deep. there's someone so deep. I love it, and I guess <laughs> that's why you got to keep creating. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, Jose, it's so hard. What man. a good note. What a, this, I think this is a pretty good time to. Uh, uh, yeah. I think if we leave it on that, some knowledge is dropping knowledge in everyone. <laughs> so good. Well, I hope so. Man. I hope they don't hate us. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll have to say, uh, contemporary artists hit hit us up and teach us why we're wrong. I guess. Yell at us. Yeah. Okay. We're just we're not haters. We just want to learn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So uh, yeah, I guess attitude. please reach out to me. Do you wanna, dude? I really appreciate. By the way, I really appreciate you coming. Uh, Man, on the show and uh, it's an doing the chat. Really, like I'm really honored that that, that I was here. It's, I'm really pumped amazing. about this. Thanks, man. And you, you'll have to get back. And I think we'll, uh, I guess we can track your progress and see what kind of thoughts uh, you have. Uh, oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll, um, I guess, uh, tell people how they can find you. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm in ArtStation. Mm -hmm. So if you uh, search Jose Arias on ArtStation, you you'll find me. Uh, look up the awesome art. <laughs> look, Instagram. Look yeah. yeah. G I Jose Jose with a said nice okay <laughs> the other one was taken and uh, yeah just add me on Facebook I, I'm friendly <laughs> oh, dude so good I'm so excited for this I really uh, yeah this Ooh, was awesome was yeah yeah it was uh, fun hopefully hopefully people listening you enjoyed this and yeah we should spread the word yeah gotta spread the word so yeah I appreciate you listening uh, if you have any thoughts, you wanna if you're a contemporary artist or <laughs> you wanna talk to me, <laughs> reach us out, reach uh, reach to us on Facebook, Instagram, probably Twitter one day, Creative Theory Podcast. Um, thanks to GQ for this uh, song, and we used it as intro song. Thanks to David T Music for mixing, that was cool. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll be back. Tune in uh, next week for Snackcast, which is gonna be Sundays two to four o'clock. We're alternating, so I'll be on every second week. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you all. Jose and I are gonna get into party mode listen to some uh, crazy music once again thanks GQ thanks my friend and uh talk to you all later bye bye <laughs> <laughs>